thunder snow. That's what was happening in Buffalo today. Did you see the images of the snow uh, in Buffalo? It was just unbelievable. It's only November the 18th. They've gotten like a meter of snow in Buffalo today. Lake effect. You know, I worked in Toronto. You learn all the terms when you're the weather terms that are specific to the area that, are in, that you're in. Lake effect snow is a big one in that part of the world. And I mean, it is just shut down parts of Western and Northern New York state today. Um, 60 centimeters of snow was earlier. It is far more than that by now. Uh, here's Buffalo's mayor. We have been incredibly hard hit in South Buffalo where snow continues to come down. That required us to reimpose a driving ban uh, in South Buffalo, the Southern part portion of the city. Plows were getting stuck. That's how much. Now, on the Canadian side of the border, not that far away, things really haven't been that bad. But parts of Niagara region are bracing for what could be historic snowfall coming. Now, this happens, you know, we've already seen winter everywhere. We've seen snow everywhere, pretty much. We know what's happening in the prairie, on the prairies in Alberta specifically. Um, but we've had snow out here in Victoria. We've had snow in Vancouver. Uh, there's been snow in, in Ontario, in Toronto, Ottawa, elsewhere, Montreal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we wanted to find out a bit more about snow clearing. You know, that's something that comes up all the time. How much do we spend on snow clearing across the country? How is it done? How does it differ? You know what? No one can answer those questions because we don't have a central repository about snow clearing in this country. So one of the things we did find out looking around, doing all this research about snow clearing, was that there are fewer private contractors these days out there clearing snow. And that's a bit of a change. There's a reason for it. Uh, it's an issue that's crept up over recent years, and it's about liability. And it means there'll be fewer contractors clearing snow this year. And that has a cascading effect, an avalanche, if you would like, right across the system. And joining me now with more on that is Joe Salemi. He's executive director of Landscape Ontario, and he speaks to us tonight from Hamilton. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Ben. Really appreciate the opportunity here. So I, I guess looking over the <laughs> looking just across the border in uh, Upper New York State, it's uh, Wow, that's a lot of snow. It must be. It must be a reminder. The uh, the snowmageddon or the snowpocalypse is coming. The first one of the season, um, and we've got snow contractors all around here. So the Hamilton area and GTA that are connecting with uh, contractors in Buffalo and the Niagara region to say, if you need help, we're here. Oh, good, good. Because this is really, I mean, I guess this is when um, this is sort of the beginning of this. This is the beginning of the season for for snow contractors everywhere, right? This is the the warning shot, so to speak. You got it. Yeah, the uh, the contracts kick in November fifteenth, so we're we're here. We're there. We're there. Tell me a bit about what's been going on because I, I was reading that there have been there are at least fewer contractors out there these days for a number of reasons. But I imagine it's also with inflation and so on. It's expensive nowadays to run a contracting business. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been uh, connected with snow contractors for some time, and um, our snow contractors group at Landscape Ontario is probably one of our most active groups in the, at the moment because there's a lot of challenges. And uh, so if we were to look five years ago um, for a contractor, the uh, liability insurance might have been $7,000, uh, and they're generating, let's, for round numbers, say $100,000 in revenue. Today, the insurance premium is about $47,000 Wow! and for the same amount of revenue and overhead expenses plus materials and equipment has all gone up because of inflation and availability. So $47,000 is the liability insurance that they're paying. Why is yeah. that? What's happened? 
the snow insurance market has hardened. This is cyclical. It happens every 10 to 15 years. It's hardened in such a way that many of the underwriters that cover snow liability insurance have actually got out of covering snow liability. And so we just have a lot less insurers and the cost of insurance has just gone skyrocket. We've had some contractors let us know that their rates have gone up in some cases between 100% and 400% from one year to the next. And it has nothing to do with claims history or anything. It's just the, the, the way that the market is. Um, is this a problem we're seeing? I mean, is this an issue we're seeing for snow removal right across the country? The underwriters across the country have done this. So this is something that goes from East Coast to the West Coast and everywhere in between. What kind of impact is it having? I mean, if you're if you're not in the business, but simply someone who either has a driveway that needs plowing or lives in a community where there's a lot of snow, what kind of impact might it have, um, you know, directly? Yeah, what we're seeing now is our members uh, that do snow management are saying that their phones are ringing off the hook because people just can't find a snow removal company that can service them. And so what we're going to see this winter is a shortage of snow contractors to do that snow management. Is that um, the same? I was reading, obviously, in some areas that people can, can shift. I mean, it's more expensive in cities, for instance. Is that going to be felt the same way everywhere? Uh, it, it's going to be felt everywhere. I mean, the uh, between the cost and, and the rise and increase of snow insurance premiums, plus uh, just the, the uh, inflationary increase on the cost of equipment, the cost of salt, uh, the cost of all the things that go into running a snow business, everything's just gone way up. So it's making it difficult to operate. Yeah, I, I, I guess we're going to see that impact right away. You have fewer, you're going to have just as much demand, presumably. I mean, we don't know how much it'll snow, but we'll have just as much demand, assuming it's a normal winter, and a whole lot less supply. So that, that means, I imagine, prices will be going up too for, for people who want snow removal. There, there's talk about that. In some cases, you know, there's uh, multi-year contracts. And so an insurance uh, increase from one year to the next when you're already in a multi-year contract it means you have to absorb it as a as a business owner. It uh, right. it, be, it it makes it very difficult. Is there any recourse here for you? I know you've been trying to uh, trying to rectify this, or at least trying to blunt the impact of this on your membership. Yeah, so we started um, with some ag- advocacy work. Um, we were able to uh, work with MPP Norm Miller on a private members bill. It was Bill One Eighteen where we were able to reduce the statute of slip and fall claims from two years to 60 days. That has helped. It hasn't directly impacted a reduction in uh, snow insurance premiums, but there's other things like education, development of standard and curriculum across the snow industry in Canada. That's something that's in development now. Yeah, because it's it's not as simple as it looks, right? I mean, it's it's harder. We we take it for granted in this country that snow gets cleared. We do, whether it be by the municipality or or the province or by private contractors. But it is a multi layered process and probably a lot more difficult than we uh, than we imagine. You know, there's just so many things that go into the running of a snow business and actually doing the work. A good part of it is environmental. Right. You know, we we put down a lot of salt and. Um, uh, we work with an organization called Smart About Salt, and its sole purpose is to uh, educate snow contractors in how to apply the right amount of salt. And, uh, you know, because of the lit- litigious nature of some of our society, 
we're forced in some cases to put down so much salt that there's no opportunity for ice buildup. But, you know, that doesn't do any good for our environment. And so we need to be able to reduce the use of salt. So what it really boils down to is there is uh, is the is the threat of litigation, right? If someone slips and falls and you're held responsible, that's where the insurance premiums are going up? That, that's a, a significant part of uh, insurance claims is, um, in, in large part, fraudulent slip and fall claims um, right. or um, slip and fall claims where uh, someone might have been wearing high heeled shoes in you know inclement weather and happened to slip and injure themselves. So the injury is is legitimate, but um, you know maybe the attire was not. Um, Joe, Joe, the impact of this because clearly this is kind of a organ. Snow clearing is kind of an organism, right? Private contractors do a lot of the driveway clearing and, the, and sort of those areas, and then the you know the municipalities and so on take away the rest of it. If one of those parts of the system starts to we see less of it, it must have an impact throughout the whole system. It's uh, impacted throughout the entire system, Ben, because, um, you know, a lot of municipalities uh, will subcontract private contractors uh, to do road clearing and parking lot clearing in, in some of the, uh, the municipal uh, facilities. And so um, there's just going to be a lot less of those contractors available because of the insurance issue. Why is it that, I mean, you study, the, you look into this a lot. I've been looking for, for days now trying to find some sort of central body that could tell us what's going on with snow clearing right across this country. Like how much do we spend? Who's doing it right? Who's doing it wrong? Who can do better? But it doesn't seem like we have that uh, for best practices, which I find incredible considering just how much snow clearing goes on in this country. Yeah, you think of uh, some stereotypes of Canadians and it, uh, at, top, at the top of the list is snow. Yeah, there isn't one central body that kind of organizes snow contractors. It's been left to the uh, landscape trades associations across the country and uh, all connected through the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association. So altogether, um, all of those provincial associations through CNLA are trying to develop a standard for snow operations and snow management across the country. Has it come a long way? I mean, it looks so similar to what it was. I mean, snow clearing doesn't seem to have changed much since I was a kid growing up in Montreal, where there, an awful lot of it goes on. Uh, but I'm sure there have been advances. We just don't notice them, perhaps. The, uh, I mean, the fundamentals are still there. You know, snow falls and precipitation <laughs> falls and freezes. And, and you know, you have to uh, be able to remove that. Um, what has changed and what has increased is um, the level of litigation. Right. and uh, risk mitigation. So it, it comes down to just how much we want to mitigate that risk and all the training that we can do for our contractors to help with that, but also uh, as much as that we can inform uh, the public and how to handle themselves in inclement weather. Joe, but it would seem like more of a risk to not clear it, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it? I mean, it's more of a safety risk if you don't clear it than if uh, if it's cleared in a way that, you know, I, I guess what it boils down to is why are snow clearers, uh, the snow clearance industry held responsible for ice and snow, right? I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. And if you don't clear it, the risk is even greater, isn't it? Yeah, Ben, you're, uh, you're hitting on a great point because uh, it comes down to the contracts that are presented to snow contractors from property owners. Quite often in the contracts, there's hold harmless clauses, but specific to the property owner, not to the contractor. And it's where the contractor will hold all of the liability. Right. So in other words, it's just the passing of the liability to the contractor, which which in this country seems, um, 
you know, we know the risks of ice and snow in this country very well and why to, how to be why to be careful and so on. It seems um it seems a bit unfortunate that contractors are held responsible for something as uh, let's call it uh, something as as um, you know irrational <laughs> or something as that could change so quickly as the way ice you know thaws and freezes. Yeah, you know it it, it uh, reminds me of a, a story I heard with a um, a big box store that was holding the contractor that was doing their property liable for slip and falls that happened inside the store when there was <laughs> snow. <laughs> and I mean, the contractor agreed to the uh, to the uh, contract, but uh, Landscape Ontario has developed a contract that has mutual hold harmless so yeah. that, you know, it, it should be placed on both. There needs to be the due diligence of both the property owner and the contractor together. Yeah, I can imagine the contractor wants that contract, right? It's a great contract to get and will accept terms that might be a bit tough. Uh, any hope for, for this improving in the future? I mean, in the time for the time being, it looks like we're going to see fewer contractors out there clearing snow. Uh, but any hope that this may solve, at least to rectify itself anytime soon? We're hopeful. Through Landscape Ontario, we've been uh, hard at work uh, over the uh, warm months on developing curriculum and standards uh, and operational guidelines for snow contractors in Ontario. And we hope that that will then filter out across the country so that um, snow contractors can be better at what they do and be able to mitigate that risk as much as they can possibly. I guess for the time being, we're going to have to hope for uh, not too much precipitation this winter. (laughs) Let's hope. (laughs) Joe, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, Ben. Thank you.